Welcome to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense, deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. I'm Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist, and I'm so happy to talk with you today about the number one thing that prevents you from achieving anything in life, fear. And I'm going to talk to you about how to outwit it so that you can create a life you love. I'm always striving to learn and grow more. I just can't help it. I don't know about you, but I usually read about three or four books at a time. I love learning new things. I love to be challenged intellectually, and I love to incorporate what I learn in my work with my clients. It's funny because everything I learn, and I kid you not, everything I learn, whether it's from a book, listening to a speaker, a podcast, from life experience, everything I have used with my clients. And I finally figured out that spirit gives me something to learn every single day so that I can teach it to my clients within a very short time of me having learned it. And I just love it. I think that is so cool. I was guided to talk to you today about fear. I've been so scared in my life more times than I can count and really scared to the point of playing small in my life because honestly, I feared rejection. While I believed back then in my life early on that, and I still do really, that I have a lot to offer. My fear of not being good enough continued to rear its ugly head. And I think that comes from the time when I was severely bullied in seventh grade. And that even though I worked through a great deal of that, and I've made sense of it for the most part, clearly there were still remnants of the humiliation, rejection, ostracism, and trauma that I experienced because of the six months that I was put in virtual solitary confinement by everyone. And I mean everyone in my seventh grade class, including the boys. I'm not going to go into the entire story today because that, this is, that's not what the episode is about today. But if you want to read more about it, you can purchase my book, The Intuitive Therapist. It's actually a fascinating story, especially the redemption that happened for me almost three decades later. And as always, any experience that I have, I use to help my clients. And that experience was no different. So yes, the trauma apparently stayed with me enough throughout my adulthood that I was afraid to put myself out there and even do this podcast until now. I decided to silence that demon and show it more fully, as scary as it was. While I still have a good bit to do to feel that I've truly conquered fear, because I know it's all around me, and it's a challenge, I'm entirely committed to continuing to show up more and more in spite of how intimidated I might feel at times. And I wanted to make sure that I covered this topic because my clients experience fear across the spectrum all the time. One of my favorite authors is the author of this most amazing book called Speaking Grow Rich. His name is Napoleon Hill. Perhaps you've heard of him. He wrote this book in 1938. And his words are as true today as they were back then. If you study any masters of change in any aspect of life, love, money, health, business growth, 
you will hear these people refer to his writings. If you haven't gotten the book, I strongly suggest you do. It's called Speak and Grow Rich. I've read it over and over and over again and always find some new points of wisdom for me on the days that I read it. There are times where I have it in my car. If I'm at a stoplight, I'll read it. If I'm waiting to go meet somebody and have a few minutes, I'll read it. Because this man truly prophesied. He knew the secrets to success pretty much before anyone else really ever put it down uh, pen to paper. And he wrote this book so that we could all gain his knowledge and live an amazing life and manifest everything that we want. It's literally a, an outline in a system. So again, the book is called Speak and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And Napoleon Hill teaches about the power of thoughts as things. And that if you become the master of your thoughts, you become the master of your life. And it is so damn true. He talks about intuition, one of my favorite things, and about truly feeling and seeing your success, really rooting it in your body, and how your convictions bring about all of your experiences, even the ones that you're not aware of that's, that have become habit over time. In this book, he also talks about the six ghosts of fear and how to overcome them. And I want to share them with you today and then talk about how you can defy whatever fear holds you back that you, so that you can break free of your perceived limitations because limitations are fear. That's it. It's a lot and it's that simple. So first and foremost, before you can use this content successfully, you have to be prepared to receive it. So I'm going to ask you to just listen to this episode first in its entirety. Just listen to it. And then go back and listen to it again to get more out of it. Maybe during this first run, you'll want to take some notes uh, and then do it the other way, which is just listen to it, whatever way works. We all know that our that for our intuition to function uh, at full power, we can't have any thinking get in the way. Any negative thoughts that you you have are going to interfere in the in the progress. So take a moment and clear your mind. Perhaps even pause this recording and breathe for a few minutes, nice and deep and even breaths, so that you can open your mind to what I'm about to say because it's, because it's just amazing. If you've trouble making decisions in any part of your life, it's because of fear, hands down. I work with spiritually conscious people who struggle to make decisions and take action, and I help them feel confident and certain about their decisions and live a fulfilling life. So if you struggle to make decisions and take action in your life, then this content is for you. Everything that I'm about to tell you will help you understand yourself more fully and help you change your life. So the more indecisive you are in your life, the more you will doubt your ability to make decisions and feel that you're good enough. Doesn't that make sense? The more indecisive you are, the more you are unable to make decisions, the more you're going to continue to doubt your ability to make them. And then you're going to feel inadequate. And I want that to end for you today. Napoleon Hill talks about six basic fears that we all have. The fear of poverty, fear of criticism, fear of ill health, fear of loss of love from someone, fear of old age, and fear of death. Now, I'm sure if, you know, you can come up with some other ones, and I'm sure that if you ask some of your, 
you know, friends or family, they might be able to come up with some other ones too. But for the sake of this episode today, we're just going to focus on these six. Keep in mind that fears are nothing other than states of mind. And if you choose to feel fear, you can choose to feel any other emotion like courage, kindness, compassion, love, and fearlessness. Two opposing feelings cannot coexist at the same time. You can't feel fear and feel love at the same time. You can't feel fear and hope at the same time. You can't feel hatred or anxiety and feel love and peace at the same time. It just doesn't work. Your goal is to be aware of the fear that you have and take action every day if you have to, to eliminate it. Most of us are just aware of what we fear and we allow the fear to hold us back from moving forward. But I'm telling you the key to your moving away from it, from eliminating it, is to take action every day in spite of it. And I can tell you with 100% certainty that you can eliminate your fear with daily action. And I am living proof of it. I will tell you, I don't tell you anything that isn't true for me. And that's true uh, for my clients. So let's start talking about the six ghosts of fear. The first fear is the fear of poverty. We've all experienced this either from growing up poor or from being uh, in a family where your parents had grown up poor and lived with that fear as they raised you. Whatever the influence is that it's allowed you, that that allows you to breathe life into your fear of not having enough money or wealth in any aspect of your life, just acknowledge that it exists. That is the first step. I see so many clients who are terribly successful, millionaires, multimillionaires. These people come to me, they got so much money, they don't, they don't even know what to do with it. But they grew up with next to nothing. They have vowed to themselves that they will never, ever be financially vulnerable again. A challenge with that is, is that these people can't ever eliminate the fear of poverty even if they're rolling in money and can buy anything that they want, they're challenged because of the trauma that still lives in their child state. The time in their lives when they had no control over their lives and they were subject to the lives that their parents made for them. I remember uh, watching an interview with Oprah. She interviewed Barbara Streisand. Uh, They're both unbelievably wealthy with an amazing amount of success. She asked uh, Barbara Streisand, she says, do you ever feel rich? And she said, no. Barbara Streisand said, no. She goes, because I'll always be that poor little girl, no matter how much I have. It's true. Those, those experiences get rooted in your, in your core, and they can haunt you. And maybe you can never eliminate them, but you sure can change your life and calm that fear in your child state down. If you want to eliminate fear of poverty in your life, you have to understand that poverty and riches travel in opposite directions. If you want riches and success, you must refuse to accept any circumstances that lead towards poverty. And when I refer to riches, I I just don't mean money. I'm using it in its broadest sense, meaning financial, spiritual, mental, and material riches. According to Napoleon Hill, the starting point to riches is desire. And to truly have anything, love, money, health, 
success. You must have within you a true, deep, and strong desire to acquire those things. Get clear about what riches look like to you. Write your list of your ideal life. I call it the life list, and I give this homework to my clients all the time. A life list, a health list, a love list, whatever list. But use all of the spheres I just mentioned. Physical, financial, emotional, spiritual. And write a detailed list of only the things that represent each of those spheres. Only the positive things. Don't be surprised if you write a long list, just as long as you're crystal clear about what you want only. For this exercise, you're only to write about that which you want, not that which you don't. So you wouldn't write, I don't want uh, to be uh, in, in financial debt. You would say, I only want to experience financial abundance. Fear of poverty is without a doubt the most destructive of the six fears because it's the most difficult to master. It takes courage to first admit this fear, and y'all, and it takes greater courage to accept that it exists, and even greater courage to actually do something about it in your mind and with your behavior. So fear of poverty shows up in several ways. Indifference, when you just accept living below the desires you have without any protest. Indecision, staying on the fence or not taking action, letting others do your thinking for you. Doubt, this is where you have excuses that give you permission to convince yourself that you can't achieve the wealth you want in any aspect of your life. Also, it shows up when you envy others and when you experience jealousy because you don't believe that you can have what they have or that you carry negative feelings towards others because they have what you want. Worry is the next one. This is where you travel deep down into the rabbit hole of fear shit. It's where you decide to feel self-pity and convince yourself to become helpless because that's a choice. It's where you become addicted to the feeling of fear because it's so familiar to you and then the likelihood of you becoming addicted to substances massively increases because of this. Overcaution. Do you tend to be a negative person, too frugal with your money, time, energy, or personal investment in something or someone? This is where you know exactly what you need to do to get out of debt and poverty, but you freeze and take no action. It's where you're just plain pessimistic about everything. Procrastination is the last one. In a previous episode uh, called How to Overcome Resistance for Good, I talked about what procrastination is. This is where your fear and your ego join forces to make sure that your weaknesses are being tapped into fully. And it takes your attention off the very things that will propel you forward in your life. It's where you take the easy way out rather than standing up for what you believe in and doing something in spite of whatever fear, fearful thoughts come up for you. To overcome procrastination means that you become hyper aware of your fears and how they distract you from doing what you need to do to achieve what you ultimately want to achieve. So y'all, instead of, instead of expecting poverty in any aspect of your life, you have got to demand riches in your life. And a great way to do that is to surround yourself with people who are striving for life's riches 
so that they can motivate you to be the best version of yourself that you can be. And I call this riding somebody else's wave. The second fear is the fear of criticism. Earlier in this podcast, I spoke about the long-standing fear that I had that evolved when I was 12 in my seventh grade trauma of uh, bullying. And to some extent, my fear of being imperfect relates to this directly. I call her, this, this part of me, uh, I call her my lovely perfectionist. And you know what? She's got two sides. One, she allows me to produce great things because she makes me work hard. And the downside of her is that she also has kept me playing bigger in my life for many, many years. With her whispering in my ear, I can't release anything to the public unless it's flawless. I know it sounds crazy, and I know I can. it's not about perfection. But, you know, look, I know nobody's perfect, and nothing is ever perfect, but look, she, she has a power over me at times. And even though intellectually I know this, emotionally, I'm not always aligned with this, so I have to really battle it. I don't know if you can relate to that. I know many, many people who struggle with that. But I'm certain that if I asked you what criticism you feared most, you'd be immediately able to answer me. You may not be proud of it, but you sure would know what it was. Maybe it's your weight. Maybe it's your appearance, your finances, your mistakes, the things you don't want people to ever find out about you that you did. Whatever exists for you, you must know that you're not alone in your fear of being criticized because everybody has screwed up and everybody wishes they hadn't. It's only when you truly believe that failure is a part of life and that it's actually good for you. Only when you believe that you're flawed and that you're imperfect, only then will you be able to completely disconnect from any value you give to outside sources that you believe will affirm you and allow you to feel the way that you want to feel. Once you do what's right for you and know that you have lived every day with integrity, then the fear of being found out as imperfect won't exist. When we're scared of what people will say about us, we become immobilized. It can rob you of taking initiative in your life. It destroys creativity and imagination. And it takes your ability, it takes it away to believe in your own self-reliance. How do you know if this is a primary fear of yours? Well, here are some examples. You may come up with a few more, but here are some that I thought about. You're very self-conscious. You lack the ability to become comfortable in your skin, and you have a hard time handling yourself in social situations. You have a hard time making decisions or taking a stand. You feel inferior and not good enough. That's a big one for most of us. You try to keep up with the Joneses and you put on an air of actual financial wealth when that really isn't the case. In other words, you live beyond your means so that it can look good. And every day you live with a fear of the debt that you've accrued. You shy away from taking initiative in your life and you fail to embrace opportunities. You lack drive, ambition, and you feel defeated before you've even begun. Does any of this sound familiar to you? If so, I really want you to, le to lean into them and then let them go and embrace your divinity instead. The fear of ill health is the third basic fear. 
Who of you listening today hasn't at one time or another believed you've had some sort of disease, maybe the latest disease or flu, when you first felt some symptoms? I can think of so many times when the news anchors announced diseases like SARS, the unusual strains of the flu, or West Nile virus, or anything else like that. People became panicked, and some rightly so if they've traveled outside of the United States or were most likely to be closer to the sources of some of these breakout diseases. No one wants to be stricken with any of these horrible diseases or illnesses, and most times we're safe. But the fear of being attacked by an illness that might not be curable is a fear that we all have. Your job is to live as healthy as possible with your mind and with your body, and to have faith that should you become ill, you can overcome it. If you experience any of the following things that I'm about to share with you, then you have a high fear of ill health. Okay, so maybe you're a hypochondriac and have every symptom of illness via self-suggestion. You reduce your immune system power by not taking care of your body and mind intentionally. You're manipulative with your symptoms. You're the person who always has some sort of health or physical problem and you seek attention this way. And maybe you're somebody who kind of embellishes what the symptoms are that you have. You fail to address how your addiction has negatively impacted you physically. And instead of seeking sobriety and better health, you drink and use more substances to deaden your fear of what might be the result that's happened to your body because of all the years or months of abusing it. The fear of loss of love is the fourth fear. This can be the fear of someone breaking up with you or the fear of being betrayed by your partner. Also, it can rear its head in your fear of trusting somebody in a relationship. And to master this fear, you must learn to trust yourself first, that you can choose mates wisely and that you can handle whatever happens in your relationship. I can't begin to tell you how many clients come in uh, after having either gone through like a, a series of relationships where they've experienced betrayal, and I've talked about that subject before in a, in a former podcast, um, or they come in because they are terrified, A, of not finding somebody because they've had such crappy relationships, or that they're really able going to be to be able to trust anybody again. And I always tell them their their trust issues have nothing to do with anything anybody's done to them. And that's a big pill for them to swallow. But the bottom line comes down to this. If you can't trust yourself to make decisions, if you can't trust yourself to be 100% honest with yourself when your uh-oh feeling comes up, when red flags show up and you're going to experience the very thing you fear. No one wants to have their heart broken and everybody wants to feel safe and secure in their relationships. But if you turn the other cheek and ignore red flags from the people you date or in relationship with or even your friends or colleagues, then you're going to be setting yourself up for failure a hundred percent. So develop that inner strength within you to stand true to your beliefs and stand true and stay in contact with what is true inside for you. Keep your standards high for yourself and your relationships, even when it's hard. And if you can't do that on your own, then I highly encourage you to seek outside counsel for help. The fifth fear is the fear of old age. 
And there's much that connects with this fear of getting older. For some women, they fear that they're going to be unattractive to, to potential suitors as they age. And for some men as they age, they tend to, to fear that life has passed them by and they're no longer relevant. Both genders seek to feel significant and to be seen as valuable con contributors as they age. I've had many conversations with my dad, who'll be 85 this year. He has done so many amazing things in his life. He busted his ass to become successful and make sure that he provided beautifully for our family. But at 85, he thinks about what he calls the horizon, that he's approaching the horizon of his life and that there's little left that he can truly accomplish that will be as significant as when he was a young man, married with four children, working to create a life and a legacy. And it's tough for him. He laments about it because he's worked so hard and he wants to feel purposeful. If you have the chance and your parents are still alive or you know of someone, you know, in their 50s or older, even older, like I say, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, take a moment to ask them how they feel about their life now and do they have any fears as they age? And think about what you fear as you get older. It's real. It's hard to avoid thinking about what's left in your life after a certain point in your life. Look, I'm going to be 50 in about a year and a half. That in and of itself blows me away because, A, I really don't consider myself that old, uh, even though it's really not that old. I, I'm always in a, a fun child state. Um, and trust me, I always take life reviews. And I think about how the second half of my life will be as I age. I think about all aspects of it. It's just natural. But if you become overtaken by this fear and it immobilizes you or encourages depression and helplessness within you, by all means seek outside counsel to help you develop a healthier perspective as you move through your later years. We all need help sometimes. The sixth fear is the fear of death. Simply stated, this fear is the habit of thinking about dying instead of making the most out of your life. And this tends to rear its ugly head when you don't feel that you have a purpose or passion in your life. I recently met somebody who uh, had a brain aneurysm in 2011. And um, he, once he, he got that removed, and thank God he's fine, his outlook on life is unbelievably amazing. He, even if he's tired, he doesn't want to sleep the way. He wants to take advantage of every opportunity because he was so close to death. And I don't want you to have to experience a near-death experience so that you can value life. It's time now to seize every opportunity. And what I mean by that is seek every opportunity to enjoy life, but also relax in life. As Napoleon Hill states, the busy person seldom has time to think about dying. He finds life too thrilling to worry about death. We'll all die. At least our bodies will die. But our souls live on to either come back in a different body if we need to uh, achieve different things that our soul calls on us to achieve. Or if we're done on this earthly plane and we don't need to come back to learn lessons, we can guide our loved ones from the heavens. Physical death is a given. Spiritual death does not exist. 
Mind control is the result of self-discipline and habit. You're either, you either control your mind or it controls you, and that's the bottom line. There is no hallway to compromise here. The most practical way of controlling the mind is keeping busy with a definite purpose, backed by a definite plan. Without this control, y'all, success in any aspect of your life is not possible. So work hard every day to be mindful of your thoughts, to be mindful of your feelings, to be mindful of your fears. And if you feel anything that doesn't allow you to have joy, peace, excitement, fulfillment, then you need to shift that. You need to find a way to control those thoughts, eliminate them and replace them with thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that only allow you to enjoy your life. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of The Intuitive Therapist and that you've learned some ways to improve the quality of your life by kicking fear out of your head and embracing life in ways that allow you to feel good. If you struggle with any of these fears, please reach out to me. You can email me at Janice at JaniceRCohen.com or call me in my office, 404-558-3971. If you'd like a reading about any aspect of your life where you feel blocked, where you feel like fear overtakes you and you can't break through it, love, money, business, your future, email me, Janice at JaniceRCohen.com. Call me, 404-558-3971. And it would be my pleasure to help you create clarity, certainty, and direction in your life. And, of course, if you like what you hear, please visit iTunes and rate and review my podcast. The more reviews I get, the more people I can impact with my content. And I really would like to reach a lot of people. I wish you a blessed day, a wonderful week, and as always, live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes. 